Hey guys, you're listening to Millennials at the Movies. I'm Amy. And I'm Novi, and we are doing 1981's The Evil Dead. According to Google Movies, Ashley Williams, his girlfriend, and three pals hike into the woods to a cabin for a fun night away. There they find an old book, The Necronomicon, whose text reawakens the dead when it's read aloud. The friends inadvertently release a flood of evil and must fight for their lives or become one of the evil dead. Ash watches his friends become possessed and must make a difficult decision before daybreak to save his own life. It's streaming on Netflix, and on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics give it a 95 and the audience give it an 84. Wow! Holy now, you, shit! You're new to this series. You've never seen any of them, right? Yeah, no, I've never seen any of them. I hadn't even heard of them until you told me about them, which was a long time ago, but still... <laughs> Then I'm very excited. Uh, yeah, I am too. Now, um, those are really fucking high sta- uh, ratings. I'm going to go ahead and talk about this already without spoiling what my rating is. I It's because it's an 80s movie, I know. But I would have expected such low ratings from the critics. Only because the critics are always so hard on movies. You know what I mean? Like, I would expect yeah. that the, the, the view, what are, what are they called? Non-critic people. Um, to give it a high rating because I know that there's like a following of fans who love the Evil Dead movies. But I, like, I'm really surprised at that. So, I, this is, a, I, this is going to be like weird territory for me to step on. I feel like I'm walking into something that already has such a following and I'm like, oh shit, be careful what you say. These motherfuckers might kill you. Um, and you've got no idea what's coming. None at all. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start with this. The atmosphere setup is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It starts with just these swamps and a rickety old bridge and the banging porch swing mm-hmm. and the entire backwoods nature kind of makes things feel very isolated and dangerous before anything particularly evil happens. Yeah, I agree. Um, the music also throughout the entire thing, there are some scenes that are better than others, but just the music does such a good job of making everything feel creepy. Like... I will say this was not a scare. I'm I'm a chicken shit, but this was not a scary movie for me. If I had seen it in the eighties, I mean, not as like a five year old, but I mean, even if I was in my twenties, let's say, and I had seen it in the eighties or in my thirties, I would have probably been terrified. But now, because it's so long ago, you know, it was it, I wasn't actually scared of it. Which is good, because I didn't want to be scared. <laughs> um, mm. But yeah, the music is really good. Um, I'm going to talk characters first, though, and this will go straight into the start of the movie. So okay. we have these uh, five that are together in the car, and you immediately get to know at least one of the characters really fucking well, and that is Scotty. I wanted to punch him so hard. I fucking hated him so much. <laughs> like, I was just like, please let him be the first one to die. Please tell me you're making him this much of an asshole. Like, repeated, repeatedly making him more and more of an asshole because he's going to be the first to die. Please, just let it happen. Um, and I, 
I will say, and I'll go into details later, that by the end of the movie or at some point through the movie, I was just like, I fucking love Scotty. Save Scotty. Come on. Let's do this. (laughs) I got your back, man. I don't know why. That happens to me a lot with male characters, less often with female characters. But I'm also happy to say I didn't hate any of the girls in this movie. I think the issue that this movie had Mm -hmm. is that it doesn't spend a lot of time establishing these characters' personalities. Yeah. Which, on one hand, makes sense because we're not really meant to get attached to the cannon fodder. Mm. But on the other hand, makes most of the action feel kind of low stakes because it's like, oh, her? I know nothing about her. I don't give a living shit what happens to her. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't care about them, but maybe that's why I didn't hate any of the girls. So keep that up. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't hate any of them, but I'll say that Shelly was my least favorite. Mm -hmm. I think she had the least to do out of the main five. Mm, That's fair, yeah. And especially because Scott spent the whole movie flirting with Cheryl and bantering with Ash. Mm Mm-hmm. He kind of wasn't really bringing her in, and none of the others felt like they were really friends with her. Yeah. Where, for the most part, the other four all seemed like all of them were close with all of the other ones. Yeah. And I don't think the actress did a great job. She looked kind of bored for the whole movie, and (laughs) if that was a deliberate choice, it was a bad one. I mean, it didn't make sense. Even during the action scenes, she looked bored. Yeah. It's hard for me to tell when it's bad acting versus just like a deliberate thing when it's 80s movies, though, because I'm not a big 80s movie person. Like, I don't dislike 80s movies, but I don't know them well enough to really sit here and say, oh, yeah, this is what they did in the 80s. You know what I mean? Except for like really obvious things, obviously. But especially for a movie like this, like I didn't watch 80s horror movies. I mean, this is horror, right? That's the genre. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I'll, it'll make sense why I asked that question later. That wasn't even me being dumb, but it'll make sense later. <laughs> this was also supposed to be a low-budget movie, yeah. and they didn't cast a bunch of well-known big-name actors. Mm. Well, parts of it, though, I don't even think it was just that it was bad acting. It was just cheesy, but I think 80s movies tend to be, no matter what genre they are yeah but yeah that swing okay my reaction to them coming up to the house and the well scotty is he's gonna go and lock the door and um i'm gonna do this the whole movie through i'm gonna call him scotty and ash is always gonna be ashley because i'm a newcomer (laughs) be kind um (laughs) but you'll learn (laughs) eventually i'm sure um but so the, the swing is slamming into the wall on the porch as he's standing there and he notices and he stares at it like kind of creeped out. Then he grabs the keys and it stops. But you know, no big deal. We're white people. We're just gonna ignore that and stroll right into this clearly fucking haunted house in the middle of goddamn nowhere. What is it's wrong? probably just the wind. Yeah, yeah. Odd wind. <laughs> like, slam, slam, slam. You touch the keys, stop. Immediately, <laughs> yeah. too. Not, like, slow, just stop. Yep. Um, white people yep. do dumbass things in yes. fucking uh, horror movies all the time. Oh, that's not even the dumbest thing that a white person did in this movie. No. 
but he opens the door and there's just swirls of dust in the air and smoke and it's gorgeous it so sets up everything so well yeah, it's a very creepy cabin. There's gourds hanging from the ceiling, and there's weapons just around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoy that Scotty is supposed to a be a dick because there's that whole thing in the car where the hitchhikers are standing there, and he's honking his horn to prove that it that's the only thing that works on the car or something. And they, like, wave or whatever they do, the hitchhikers do, and he is such an asshole to them. Like, I'm not honking at you or whatever and like it's like why are you being so mean to them they didn't do shit to you you know but then like he's also trying to be this like tough guy I guess and like know it all like I'm a man I know everything oh you girls you know nothing because there's a sound coming from the cellar and he says don't let the noise fool you girls oh no wait no it's not this isn't the cellar where he says this is this thing is as solid as a rock i don't remember what he's referring to but he's trying to be like the bridge this is the bridge yeah it is the bridge that makes more sense i'm like that can't be the cellar (laughs) but anyway but he's like saying like oh yeah Uh, and it is and because the the best part of that is that he's like i know everything you you dumb girls don't let it fool you this is just what bridges sound like and then the car fucking almost collapses through the fucking bridge and i'm like you Ugh, I hate you. I hate you so much. Ash opens the door, looks out <laughs> over the falling pieces of bridge, gets a uh-oh look on his face and just gets back in. Yeah, and they're still the dumbest people. They're like, that's fine. It's fine. This is our only way in and out, but that's fine. It's going to probably fall behind us, if not with us falling with it collapsing. But that's okay. Let's just go to our fucking destination. I find this funny in general, though, because this is the first movie. Mm -hmm. After this, they've got two more movies, a musical, a remake, and three seasons of a TV show to figure out who the characters are and who they want them to be. Uh In the future, Mm -hmm. Ash is shoot first, think never. That's his motto. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And in this movie, he is a scaredy little bitch. I literally wrote I literally wrote down that Ash is the most useless character in this movie. Yeah. Consistently. For most of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and all of the things that Scott does, the pranks, the going in the cellar, the mocking people for hearing noises. <laughs> Those are all Ash traits. Mm. And I'm looking at Scott doing it and Ash just standing in the corner. And it's like, who are you? Yeah. Well, they didn't have it figured out yet, I guess. And then they decided, oh, well, we're going forward with this. So we might as well make him a badass. Let's just turn him into Scott. Hey, it's your word. Oh, fuck me. (laughs) Damn it. Just seriously, I'm just going to like edit in a noise every time I say badass because by now, if anybody is still listening and has been listening to all of these episodes, they all know what I'm saying. (laughs) And newcomers are just like, what the fuck happened? (laughs) Um, But yeah, I, I do agree that consistently Scott is the one that's like making decisions, not necessarily the smartest decisions or the best decisions, but he's making decisions and being ballsy. See, ballsy, not badass. Um, (laughs) um, And I think that's what made me like him because, like, 
he comes through. At some point, he's just like, fuck this shit. I'm going to start chopping limbs off of this motherfucker because I'm not about to get killed. You know what I mean? Like, And that was that was what this movie needed. It needed that character. It needed all of them to be that character. And none of the rest of them got to that point. I mean, yeah, it, some of them didn't have a choice. But, but yeah. It needed a doer. And the rest of them were not doers. Yeah. And... There is something about a man who takes charge. I hate to admit it. Until Dawn, Mike, if anyone's played the video game, same shit just happened to me in this movie. I know, Novi, you know what I'm talking about. It was like, oh, you're an asshole. I fucking hate you. Oh, my God. Hi. Yeah, save the day. Please save the day. (laughs) And I get it, because the further we get into these movies, the more attracted to Ash I am and the worse (laughs) Ash is. Oh, great. (laughs) Well, that's something to look forward to. (laughs) Yeah. But I think Cheryl is the dumbest of them all. Okay, see, here's my thing. They gave these two girls, I know who Linda is, because her name is fucking Linda. And then you gave me a Cheryl and a Shelly? Fuck you. Why couldn't their names be Cheryl and I don't know, like... Um, Melissa. Melissa, sure. Yes, I'll go with Melissa. Which one is Cheryl, please, before you continue with what uh, Cheryl is Ash's sister. Thank you. Okay. All right. You think she's the, what did you say? She's the what? The dumbest one. Okay, interesting. Go ahead. I will say that I think she is the most effective human female. I think that the terror is best sold through her. Mm-hmm. And I think her being the fifth wheel on this trip was a perfect setup. Yeah. But she did the dumbest things consistently. Mm. Like, okay, to paraphrase the musical... Mother always said, when you hear a strange, frightening, and potentially life-threatening ghostly chant coming from the dark woods, (laughs) there's only one thing you should do. Not go wake the others and go investigate it alone. (laughs) Wonderful. She didn't know what was going to happen when she went outside. No. But she did know that she'd already had her fucking hand possessed. Mm -hmm. And she knew that that book was something wrong. Yeah. And I mean, beyond that, let's say you're in a cabin and you hear a male voice whispering from outside. Yeah, I'm staying Don't my ass inside. Don't go outside mm-hmm. in your slippies and your bathrobe. Because <laughs> it didn't have to be evil trees. It could have just been like a gang of roving night people who would have been less than kind to a pretty young girl wandering in the woods half dressed yeah and one way or the other girl you're gonna get raped Uh, yeah i mean it was the trees though (laughs) oh god that was so scary that okay and i'll agree with you on that but i'll even take it you might have been leading up to this but before we talk about the rape scene um it's so weird to call it a rape scene but that's what it was um i think even dumber than that was when um ash is driving her out like back to the city because she is not going to stay here for another night, which was not the dumb decision. Their reaction to that was the dumb thing. I was like, really? 
this girl came in her rip her clothes all ripped up clearly she's been like something's happened it doesn't matter what the fuck has happened it doesn't matter if what she's saying doesn't make any sense clearly she is disturbed something horrible happened and so even well, yeah. if she's not telling the truth and you don't believe that this is actually what happened to her something else happened to her in those woods you know yeah she's covered in scratches and blood she's probably got significant vaginal trauma yeah so like at the very least some dude in the woods raped her and she's saying it was the tree mm -hmm. but they're treating her like she just started screaming in her bed like she woke up from a nightmare yeah exactly and it's like they were horrible friends and they were just awful people and it's like the proper reaction to that would be, okay, you're, all right, we're going to get you back. Not, okay, fine. If you want to go back to the city, I'll drop you off at the city. We're all, we're all just going to stay here. Like the fuck kind of friends are you? Plus that's, that's Ash's sister. You said, right? Yeah. Like what the hell dude? <laughs> um, but the dumb thing I think she did is when she went um, with Ash and then Ash get, got, uh, gets out of the car and he goes to investigate the noise or the thing or whatever it is. And she, instead of, after her experience, staying in the car and locking the doors and windows or something, gets out to follow her after he, she can't see him anymore. Like, he yeah. has disappeared into the fog. We don't know where the fuck he is. You can't see her. Why are you, I mean, him, why are you following him? I don't know why I'm getting my his and hers mixed up today. But, I don't know. But yeah, like, you get what I mean. Like, why did she go out into the woods after what happened to her just a second ago? Like, fuck. That was out. such a good shot, though, because as she was walking away from the car, the headlights started looking like eyes staring at her. Oh, creepy. Yeah. I know. And this movie... I don't normally care about shots, mm -hmm. but they were so good. I will agree like with the shaky cam. Yeah. I love the shaky cam. I, two things. I agree with some of the shots being really good and really effective. Um, I think the shaky cam works. I just have a problem with it. It makes me a little nauseous if it goes on for too long. Luckily it didn't get that bad, but like, I don't like it personally, but I see the effect of it and it being useful and important. Um, but there were also some really terrible shots, at least in my opinion, like the zooms into the eyes. They do it in other places too, but like they zoom in on their yeah. eyes. I'm like, okay, enough. I fucking get it. Like, stop, <laughs> you know, like it was, it came off cheesy to me rather than effective in any way. I don't think it, maybe if they only did it once, but then they just kept doing it back and forth, back and forth. And I think that was the part where Ash was pretending to be asleep and Linda was trying to get the box from him or something. Two things. Yeah. I think what made the shaky cam so effective is not only that it set up the oddness of the angles and the movement and how quick it was moving, mm -hmm. but you never, even until the very end, saw what was behind the camera. The thing that the perspective of you That's was seeing, true. you never saw That's it. That's true. Yeah. And I think that made it creepier because you saw the demons, but you never saw the evil. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, that, that did work. I thought the scene of Ash pretending to be asleep and Linda like trying to catch him faking was kind of adorable. It was cute. Yeah. It went on for a little too long. A little long. too long. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But I love that they did it, and I love that they called back to it later when Linda's possessed and he's about to bury her. Mm -hmm. 
she's opening her eyes and he keeps trying to catch her and she'll close him. Yeah. And it was so good as a callback. Yeah. That's the ugliest necklace I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Like Mr. Peanut's yeah. monocle. <laughs> what the fuck? It's like, okay, I wrote a couple of things down as notes for that because they were, they were literally nitpicky things that I wrote down, but I'm still going to say it. First of all, that's a long ass necklace. You don't need to undo it and have somebody put it on you. Just put it on over your fucking head. <laughs> Second of all, did it have a damn magnifying glass? That was my question. Like, is this supposed to be your romantic gift to your girlfriend? What's wrong with you? <laughs> okay. This was the initial thing. Mm. The idea behind the necklace was... That at the end, when Ash is being attacked, he was going to use the necklace magnifying glass to set the book on fire mm. using the light, mm -hmm. like children burn ants. Yeah. But it was real stupid, mm -hmm. and they didn't think it came through as being, like, a good scene, so they changed it. No. But they already had the necklace, and they had already <laughs> shot like the scenes bucket. with the necklace. <laughs> So there, they were just like, well, this is the necklace now. <laughs> there was also my thing of like, did, and I might have misheard him, but I'm pretty sure I heard him right. Did he say that he wanted to stay up and listen to the storm? Yeah. Ah, how romantic. <laughs> Ash is yeah, useless I mean... at everything in this movie. He's the worst boyfriend. He's the worst brother. He's not good at and reacting and, like, fighting and doing anything. Like, I mean, you're in a secluded cabin in the woods. I can guarantee you Scotty and uh, Shelly are fucking. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Isn't it her titties we see? Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely fucking. Well, that's what I thought. Technically, that we also see Cheryl's titty, but the tree doesn't different. Care. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, are we? Are I think we can talk about the rape scene now. Yeah, it was disturbing, not in a way that most rape scenes are. <laughs> um, obviously because it was a tree, but I don't think they needed shit. to go as graphic uh -uh. with it as they did. But the fact that they did made it punch real hard. It hurt, and I will say I like, and I know you know this, but listeners. <laughs> Um, I don't watch, I can't watch rape scenes. I, they're my, like, line. I can't do it, but, like, you know, nobody asked me about it. And so it being a tree helped. However, you said it didn't give a shit about her titty. It pushed her hand off of her titty so that it wasn't covered and grabbed it. Like, there was a, there was a fucking tree thingy that wrapped around her tit and squeezed. And it was all very... Yeah, I think it was too graphic. It went too far. But I think if it if they pulled back on it, A, you're right, it wouldn't have affected, like, it wouldn't have hit as hard. It wouldn't have had such a big effect on the viewer. But also, it's possible if they didn't show the fucking thing sliding up her legs and then spreading her legs, people might have been like, no, that's not what was happening. When clearly that's what they were going for. So they wanted to make sure, I think, at least this is my like perception of it they wanted to make sure that nobody was like no they didn't just do a fucking tree raping a girl scene there's no way that's what just happened but no yeah that's what fucking happened and there's no question yeah. about it not only would i never have expected that from a movie from 1981 mm -hmm. but it was also like 
I don't think it necessarily fit with the rest of the action. I think the rest of it was a little bit funnier. Mm -hmm. And that was like dead ass serious. Yeah. I think that scene was probably, if I'm ever going to like sit there and really like have flashbacks of this movie and this sounds so awful but like if I'm gonna ever think about this movie that's the scene that's gonna come to mind first that and one other one that I'll talk about later but that was definitely the scene that stays with you from this movie because like I said I wasn't scared of the movie and it's not like I'm scared that the trees are gonna rape me I'm not I'm not afraid of trees now suddenly however that was still very very like punch you in the fucking gut Yeah, and I think that's what they were going for, because it was meant to be a low-budget, high-impact horror movie. Yeah, and I will say, this entire movie had a feel of, god, I can't, I'm not gonna remember the fucking movie name again. You know the movie that I talked to you about, how, like, it scared the shit out of me, it's a fucking fucked-up family in the woods? Uh, The Hills Have Eyes? Is that what it was? I posted about it on Instagram. Everybody go check it out. Whatever it was. This is like the funnier version. Not that scene, obviously. But this movie is this funnier and less scary version. Was it House of a Thousand Corpses? Yes, thank you. House of a Thousand Corpses. I knew that wasn't the other one, wasn't it? But I couldn't remember for sure. Yes, House of a Thousand Corpses. This has that feel to it. I think it has to do with, A, that it's, it's mostly taking place in one house. It's a small group of people you know um and there's a lot of weird like you feel strange about it even though it's not outright scary you know that kind of stuff happening um the difference is a that this was in the 80s I don't think the other one was I don't know when it came out but it's later but also b this was like demon possession which doesn't scare me whereas fucked up humans scare me you know what I mean but it has that type of feel so if if they had taken it a step further I think I would have been like I would have had nightmares about this movie yeah but low budget helped too (laughs) speaking of the hills have eyes though Mm. when Scott and Ash are in the basement first finding the Necronomicon Mm -hmm. There is a ripped The Hills Have Eyes poster I saw that. them. Yeah. And it's just the eye staring at them mm. while they pick up the shotgun in the book. Yeah. And it, it's like it's watching them and it's, it's so great. Yeah. I also thought it was... Uh, I don't think it was... I don't know what the word I'm looking for for this is, but I thought it was, an, it was a powerful scene, I guess, when... Um, that's I believe Cheryl again when she's being possessed and she's drawing and she has that pencil and then it makes her draw I think the cellar door I think that's what they were going for with the drawing no it's the book oh she's drawing the book I couldn't tell what the fuck she was drawing because it wasn't clear I literally wrote down okay she's drawing a square whatever I don't care what it is and then I because then she looks up doesn't she look up at the cellar and it's like half open or whatever yeah. Okay, so I, that's, that's what, what I Okay, got it. So I thought I thought it was making her draw the cellar so that she would pay attention to it. Um anyway, whatever it was, she was so she was drawing the book. That's not the important part. I my reaction as I sat there watching her do that was fuck, this motherfucker is like pressing down hard on that pencil and the pencil doesn't break. Where do you get one of those from? <laughs> 
because it really was a powerful scene though because the point was that you will look at now it makes even it, it even more powerful like you will look at this book no matter fucking what you cannot avoid it and like the crazy erratic drawing ripping the pages but then the pencil stays strong because the point is you will see it so the pencil can't break otherwise they couldn't yeah, finish what you they were doing. really want a pencil strong enough that you can jam it into someone's ankle <laughs> and break. yeah fuck me um, the, yeah. the gore in this movie i'm not gonna lie there's two things that really bugged me about this movie aside from the obvious rape scene one was the gore like it was ridiculous amounts of blood everywhere and it wasn't realistic at all but that's not what bothers me it was just like okay i'm, I'm done with it move on <laughs> you know what i mean they said that at one point ash's shirt got so bloody with the like corn syrup whole milk <laughs> heavy cream blood mm -hmm. that they put it by the fire to dry out and when he tried to put it on the next time the shirt shattered <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, I was done with the gore. Like, I got that that's what they were going for. But it was like, I got to the point where I was like, I, okay, you're spending so much time showing me the blood pouring out. Move on. <laughs> like, I get it. He's bleeding or she's bleeding. Whatever. Next, you know? Um, yeah. I didn't even mind the like chopping the body into pieces thing. I just didn't need to watch 30 seconds at a time of blood pouring out of a, somebody's body part repeatedly yeah. throughout the movie. Um, that's one thing. And the other thing was, it was such a slow movie. I feel like they wrote a movie that should have been 45 minutes long. And then they were like, no, but movies go for longer than that. So then they extended it out to an hour and a half. It didn't need to be. There were points of it where I was just like, okay, let's go. Like, the even the close-ups of the eyes in that cute scene. Like, okay, too many times. We get it, you know? I actually like that it was a little more slow-moving. Mm -hmm. Because in a faster-moving movie, every single setup would have had to lead to something. Yeah. And I enjoyed that there were some moments where I was just expecting that jump scare and I was waiting for it and it never came. Hmm. Yeah. That's true. It made me it made the jump scares actual jump scares cuz even when you were expecting it you weren't sure if it was coming. Yeah. Yeah, I I liked that. I think I think I'm more used to with very the very few horror movies that I have seen. I am more used to, I guess, like thriller rather than gore and few jump scares. You know what I mean? Like that's not what I go for. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know what I go for. Actually, that's it's a, a very big statement I made for myself. That might not actually be true. But I I think I just tend to like movies that move a little faster. Except for the times where I'm trying to watch something relaxing, and this was not relaxing, you know? No. But I enjoyed that even for the couple of minutes they did, that they played like Cheryl might have been crazy. Mm-hmm. Because she starts yelling about how the car won't start because it won't let them leave, yeah, and then the car immediately starts. starts. Yep. But then they get to that bridge and it's curled all the way up like a drawbridge. Mm -hmm. 
And that's when Ash really starts believing. Yeah. But here is my question. Why did they need to find the book? Why did they need to find it? Like, yeah, what, I don't know. Why did they need to find it? Because the point you would figure of the book mm. would be to trick them into reading from the book to release the spirits. Right. But they did not read the words. They played an audio recording right. of someone else reading the words. So why wasn't it having her draw the fucking tape player? That's a good point. Wasn't the book... Didn't you say that their whole thing was that he was going to use the book? And didn't he, in fact, use the book to end the demon possessions? Ash? Yes. Yeah. So then, In theory, mm -hmm. though it didn't tend to work out so well <laughs> yeah but like that's what kind of brought the end basically i guess what i'm saying is why would it lead them to the book that could cause it harm and i would understand that if it was like the book could cause it harm but the book was the only thing that could awaken it yeah but the book didn't awaken it. No. So why would it have even wanted them to find the book? Yeah, exactly. So it led it to it led them to like a negative effect on itself rather than with no positives. Like there was nothing helpful in them finding the book for the demon. Yeah. I do love the demon possessions a lot. Um except I love that they were all so different. Yeah. I didn't like when they became Muppet looking. We didn't need to get that close up to the demons, I think, because it was so bad. Okay. Yeah. I loved that Linda became like a doll yes. with all the makeup all just down her face mm -hmm. and the giggling and the high pitched voice. Yep, that was my and favorite. And the odd body positions. Mm -hmm. That was what made her my favorite because I think as a human, I didn't give a shit about any of them. Yeah. But her evil transformation was so good and it was the one that affected Ash most. Yeah. Which was a little fucked up because that was also her his sister. But um, I agree. Yeah. I, I loved um, Linda, Demon Linda, I'll call her, um, the laughing, the creepy doll thing, the little girl voice, all of that was really, really, really good. Um, I think when they started to look like Muppets, it was when they got really, like, full-on possessed, where they didn't look like themselves anymore. And I think they okay. all got to that point, if I'm not mistaken. At the very least, I'm going to explain did. that to you. Okay. Um. In this movie, they have 18 actors who are listed as fake Shemp. That is the character that they are listed as. Okay. Uh, do you know the reference? No. Uh, the Stooges were contracted to release more movies after Shemp passed away. Oh. So they use old footage and body doubles to pretend wow. that Shemp was still in the movies. Okay. This movie was supposedly really awful for the actress to shoot. Like, it was so cold that the equipment froze and they couldn't shower. Wow. The white contacts burned their eyes and blinded them when they were wearing them. Oh, fuck me. Okay. 
they often use real effects, like shooting real guns and breaking the actual windows. They had to burn the furniture for heat. Um, A lot of the actors got sick or actually got scratched up. A cameraman slips on broken glass from a window, hit Bruce Campbell Ash in the face, and he lost some teeth. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Wow. The movie was expected to film for only a few weeks, and it ended up taking much longer. So many of the original actors had to leave with the movie only half shot. And because they were already over budget, they couldn't just pay them to stay longer. And who would want to? (laughs) So most of the second half of the movie, when Ash is the only person left alive and all the others are zombies... Mm -hmm. The entire cast is just Bruce Bruce Campbell and a bunch of fake shemp stand-ins that were all close friends or family of the director painted (laughs) up to look like the characters. That makes so much more sense now. I forgive it. I forgive it fully. (laughs) And that's when it started to get really funny. Yeah. When it was just 18 dudes dressed up as his girlfriend (laughs) and sister. (laughs) Bruce Campbell was a very close friend of the director, though, so not only did he stay, Mm. but he put his family's property up as collateral so they could afford to finish the movie. It was supposed to cost $90,000. It ended up costing close to $350,000. Fuck. That's a lot. And the director was so grateful that they gave him the honorary title of co-producer and made him the hero in all of the future films. (laughs) That's why Scotty died and he had to save the day. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, Scotty went home Aww. and Ash gave the producer money. So you know what, they Scotty? were like, okay, in all the future movies, you get to have a really big day. <laughs> nice. Well, okay, I forgive it. That, but what they should have done is not have so many close-ups of them. Because I was just like, dude, the fuck? Like, what happened? Why did we just go from that demon to this demon? What is going on? Or zombie, I guess. I don't know. Zom- zombie demon. Um, well, and it really did look cartoony. Mm-hmm. Even the ones that weren't supposed to. Because when it got later and later with uh, Cheryl... Mm-hmm her hand zombification was clearly gloves oh it was so stupid yeah (laughs) but it makes sense now i but it was still stupid (laughs) the i okay the a couple of things about the sounds too though because the join us thing that happens and i think it happens a few different times throughout the movie sounds like the zombie it sounds like zombies of any any zombies basically with their mouths so full of blood that they can't really get the words out and i thought that sounded funny yeah as the demons die i think any of them um their screeching noises that they make um, I think this is again particularly, if I'm not mistaken, is it Cheryl that gets chopped into bits? No, uh, Shelly. Shelly, yeah. When Shelly gets chopped into bits by her fucking boyfriend, by the way, Ash. Yeah, because Ash. Dude. Or- Ash froze. <laughs> God damn it, dude. He's like, yeah, he's like, hit her, hit her, fucking hit her. <laughs> he's not doing anything. Or shoot her. I think he had a gun. Didn't he? No, he had the axe. Oh, he had the axe. Well, he had a gun later. Anyway, yeah, he's telling him to, and he won't. And, like, Ash, 
I mean, okay, there could be the argument that Scotty probably didn't love Shelly, but, and Ash did love Linda, but, like, that was still somebody that he was fucking, so, like, that had to not have been a necessarily easy easy thing, it's just he was able to be ballsy about it and just be like, no, we're gonna fucking chop her arms off and her legs and her head, and we're gonna not die right now. Um, But anyway, when she is dying... Um, her screaming and screeching and all that. All I could think of was, and I think this is the Wizard of Oz witch. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The I'm melting yeah. thing is that I've never even fucking seen Wizard of Oz, but that is immediately what I thought of, and I cracked <laughs> up. I laughed so hard at that. I was like, Are you yeah. kidding? This is wonderful. <laughs> like, it's awful, but it's wonderful. But uh, other than that, though, the Cheryl demon sounds, and then also I think later on Linda sounds outside of the like doll child sounds that she made were horrible. I felt like, um, I guess it was Shelly who was so like the voices were in her head and she was starting to lose her mind, you know? Um, that's what I felt like with the voices. I was like, I'm done. Please stop. Please stop with that noise. Please, please, please. You're thinking Cheryl. Oh, fuck them all. (laughs) That that white girl in this movie, you know, that white girl, that white girl, not the other white girl, but that white girl. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, anyway, you know who I'm talking about, whatever. Not the one that gets possessed first. (laughs) My favorite Linda scene though. Mm -hmm. Ash has the gun pointed at her and he's about to shoot her Mm. and then the wind blows and she's back to being Linda. She says I'm fine now. Please help me. Don't let it take me. Mm -hmm. And she starts crying and he's holding her and he's so relieved. And then Cheryl does the same thing from the cellar and he's about to open it and she attacks him, which is stupid. Yeah. Get out first. <laughs> like, fully. But yeah, he was, exactly. See, he was useless. He fell for it. Like, did you really think it was just over? <laughs> yeah, uh, he wanted to. Yeah, and I get that. But, yeah. But... I didn't need Cheryl to do it. I thought it was more effective for it to have just been Linda. Yeah. But her shifting back into the giggling behind him and the way he just melts into sadness is so good. Yeah. I think Cheryl's purpose, Demon Cheryl's purpose... Cheryl's a sister, yes? Yes. <laughs> Confirming. Okay. Um, I think her whole purpose was to be an asshole back to Scotty because that was my favorite Demon Cheryl moment. I don't remember exactly what he says, but it's something along the lines of basically not dying and getting out of here and kill it and whatever, that kind of shit, you know? basically the only kinds of shit that scotty said for the remainder of the movie um and she like mocks him 
<laughs> and it was so hilarious because even though by this point I already loved Scotty and I wanted him to survive, I was like, yes, he deserves that. <laughs> like, I haven't forgiven him for being a dick. I just think he's better now. <laughs> he's still a dick. He would still be a dick to anybody in a heartbeat, but I still want to Their dynamic mm. in the musical was even better, in my opinion. There, as in Cheryl and Scotty? Yes. Well, maybe we'll get there someday. <laughs> I would love that. But Cheryl had my favorite quote of the movie, mm-hmm. Possessed Cheryl, and I'm not even sure why it's my favorite. Okay. It's after Shelly is dead and Scott has left and Linda is sleeping off her pencil injury. <laughs> yep. Ash is out there with Cheryl in the cellar and she yells from down there soon all of you will be like me and then who will lock you in a cellar hmm, yeah I remember that that was a good line <laughs> I don't know why I loved it but I feel like it was that thing of just like oh sure kill me I'm not gonna do you any good <laughs> yeah it was creepy it was really it was a very creepy line without having to go like over the top or threatening or anything like that. I think that's what makes yeah. it good. Uh, I'm going to talk about my favorite line in a second, but also while she was locked in the cellar, once after they killed Shelly and they realized, okay, we chopped her into bits and then we buried her and that worked. She's gone, right? Why didn't they do the same to Cheryl? Well, first off, they didn't want to let her out of the cellar and risk getting hurt. <clears throat> right, true. Uh, second off, they've, it was a hard time. They were trying <laughs> to figure things out. It wasn't like a, let's rationally think about what's going to happen next. Yeah. It was a, how about we just abandon Linda and get the <laughs> fuck out of here? I'm not, okay, I'm not even mad at him. No. Because he's like, fuck it, that's your girlfriend, you take care of her, I'm leaving. Like, he gave ash a chance to say you're right there's nothing we can do for them as much as we would love to help them out if we could it's it's over we got to save ourselves and he couldn't do that so linda was not possessed yet so as far as he was concerned oh that's right that was before the possession yeah yeah well okay i'm sorry did linda fucking sleep through all of that shit (laughs) there's like no screaming her ankle was injured and she went to lay down to like rest it off and then after the screaming and death she fell asleep because if there's anything you can fall asleep after (laughs) it's seeing all of that happen to your boyfriend sister who you seem very close to with her in the other room yelling too yep yeah now this is what i have a big problem with in the movie Mm -hmm. windows okay because they uh, keep looking out them and standing too close to them? No. Okay. <laughs> there are so many scenes where they're like, we have to lock the door. We have to lock the door. Oh no, let's lock the door. There are like five broken windows in that house yep. already. <laughs> yeah. Like the living room window is broken. The window in, I think, uh, Shelly's room is broken. The window in Cheryl's room might be broken at this point. Yeah. 
all the windows are broken. So it's like, oh yeah, go lock the door. See how well that does for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Like, when Ash has possessed Linda and he doesn't want to kill her, he drags her outside. It's like, what did you think you were doing? What did you think you were helping? Yeah. We're just gonna lock her outside. That'll save us all. All the windows are broken, and even if they weren't, you don't think she can break a fucking window? <laughs> and also, where did you think you were gonna escape from? You thought you were gonna escape with the entire house? Or did you not realize you gotta get out and go into the fucking woods where you just put her? <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least you could keep track of her if she was in the house, you know? <laughs> yeah. I also had a moment where I was like, why are we cutting off all of the limbs one by one instead of going straight for the head? Although then later, that didn't exactly work. So, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> but, because, no. like, she was still alive when they cut her head off. But, like... Well, you have to... Dismemberment means you have to do the head, the hands at the wrist, the elbow and the shoulder, I believe, the ankle and the knee, and the uh, hip bone. So much work. Yeah, I believe that's what dismemberment is. You can leave a whole torso, though. If I just lay there so, and they take me, I'm okay with that. <laughs> so much work. That right there is your tip for the day. If you need to dismember a body, this is the proper way to do it. Yeah. Um, that's that's the last important lesson. Go ahead. <laughs> the last 20 minutes of this movie are the best and funniest. Is that is it because of the claymation and the oatmeal? Is that yeah, and, and the pitching bodies? One of them. <laughs> yeah, the claymation but, was actually genuinely great. I loved the claymation. I'm so glad that that's what so, they did. It was so dumb, but it was so good. Yeah, it was so cartoony. Yeah. but I loved it. Yeah, but it started when Ash is looking for a box of shotgun shells and he has to go down the stairs to get them mm-hmm. and he falls down the fucking stairs. <laughs> Again, useless. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's my quote for this movie. Ash is useless. The end. I feel like that's sort of the... Uh, I'd say alien comparison. Okay. Whereas... Ripley is not technically the most advanced member of that team, mm-hmm. but the stronger people die, and then she has to step up. Scott dies, and Ash has to step up, but that doesn't make him Superman. He's still the bumbling idiot. He's just a bumbling idiot who's like, well, there's nobody else left to do stuff. <laughs> it's just me now. So I guess I gotta... And speaking of which... It would have been nice if he had realized that. Sorry, it would have been nice if he had realized that when it was just him and Scotty. So at least together, they could have done something and then Scotty didn't have to die. (laughs) Go ahead. I think they did really good with Scott Mm -hmm. in the way where they didn't reanimate him right away. Hmm. I almost forgot his corpse was still on the floor until the attacks. Oh, I didn't because I was hoping he wasn't actually going to (laughs) die. Yeah, but they gave it just enough time where you thought maybe it's not going to happen and you sort of are so lost in the other action that you forget that he's there and then he's just up. Yeah. And it was perfect. But 
the cabin pelting ash with blood from the pipes and starting <laughs> to turn on projectors and light switches. Yep. I don't... That is from a comedy horror. Mm. And this movie, up until this point, didn't seem like it was attempting to be funny. Yeah. That felt like it was trying to be funny. That felt like something from the Boy Meets World episode <laughs> from Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I see that. But those are the moments in this movie where you can't really tell if Ash is, like, becoming the hero he was always meant to be. Or if he's just fucking losing his mind. Mm. Especially because when he gets back upstairs, or I think when he finds the shells, he's hearing his friends' yeah, voices. Yeah, I thought that was really cool, though. Because, yeah, he's he is. He's on his own, and he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He doesn't know if he's going to survive. And so he's just, com like, slowly losing his mind. And I couldn't good. tell if that was the cabin taunting him, or if he was just having a mini break. I thought it was a breakdown, but you're right. It could have easily have been <laughs> the cabin taunting him, but I like it better as him losing his mind. <laughs> and the angles of the shots at that time become even more odd. Like Ash is walking up the stairs and the camera's pointing up at him from underneath the stairs. Mm -hmm. And I was expecting there to be something down there, but there wasn't. Mm. And then it was pointing down at him from the ceiling, and I was expecting there to be something above him, and there wasn't. Mm. So I think it was just trying to show you that things were getting odd for Ash. Like, you're as thrown off as he is just seeing the way that they're shooting. And I don't want to, like, ruin this movie for anyone who hasn't seen it, so I will use as few... Thing, like words and descriptions as I possibly can but that kind of thing reminded me of the secret window um because when things start to get really strange in that movie um a lot of the camera angles help you feel what the characters are feeling and I like that I like when it's very like strange and you're sitting there and you're bothered by little things like the angles or the sound effects or like whatever any little thing you know that regularly you're just looking past you know um but then when they do it just right you feel uncomfortable and it's great yeah and i think a lot of things did that like you were talking about the music mm -hmm. the music was never in tune it was mm -hmm. always off yeah and the shots were always weird mm. and it was so great, and it might have been part of it being low budget, but it would also had to have been a style. Yeah, it had to be a choice, for sure. Yeah. Mm. Um, I do have a question about something that I don't know if I missed something, if it really was a big deal, or if it was part of Ash's breakdown, or what it was. Um, mm -hmm. He walks up to a mirror, and he looks at himself, and then he, like, touches it, and his hand goes through it like it's water. And I didn't understand yes. that. Like, was what was that supposed to be? I think it was the evil of the cabin taunting him. Mm -hmm. But I think we're supposed to not know. Because I believe that moment is Ash losing his mind and getting to the place. Mm. 
where he might be about to be possessed. Yeah. Because they even show him doing almost the same thing that I think Cheryl, maybe Shelly did, (laughs) where there were noises and she was hearing things and it was, it wasn't a physical injury. It was something happening in her mind. Yeah. He would look at the ceiling and lose almost like his grip on where he was and then look back and try and shake himself out of it. So it might've been that the cabin was taunting him and it might've just been him losing his grip on reality Yeah, and him being pulled further in. And he only got it back when he looked at Linda's necklace or the necklace that he gave Linda. Mm. And it kind of recentered him into life. Yeah. But I think it was meant to be open-ended as to whether that mirror thing happened or whether it didn't. Yeah, I, I to me it felt like uh, towards the end of the movie, just with all of the things, including that, it was like Ash was... It's like when you're... If you've ever, like, blacked out, there's that moment before, and, like, this was an extended version of that, but, like, there's that moment before where things start to get woozy, you're aware that things are happening and people are talking but their voices are really really far away and muffled and you know all this shit is like you're there but you're not really there so you feel like you're floating watching everything happen and that's what this they did a really good job of making you feel that that's what ash was feeling so yeah i don't i'm sure some of it was the taunting but i think most of it was just you feeling what ash was feeling yeah and it was really good i think that was the shots and the setting Mm -hmm. and the way that it made you feel Mm -hmm. was better than the movie itself i agree i think the way it made you feel was the scary part of this movie rather than the attacks and the demons and the blood and the gore and all of that shit it wasn't like I was scared for the characters, it was fucking with my head, which is great because it still wasn't that scary a movie. I'm not going to be kept up at night by it. But while I was watching it, I was definitely feeling everything they, I'm assuming they wanted me to feel. (laughs) Especially because the gore was awful. The blood looked awful. They'd shoot out like little spritzes of 2% milk. (laughs) like this white cum. milk and I'm cum. not there was cum everywhere. no I'm I'm not joking it was literally it was actual milk, milk yeah <laughs> I it through the whole time I was like wow these people have a lot of jizz all over them all inside them yeah. just squirting everywhere it's <laughs> like what looked like mouthwash and creamed corn yeah. and it's just like the gore was bad yep there was oatmeal. Uh, the, I swear there was oatmeal at some point. Coming I'm out of sure. someone's arm, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, when uh, Scott was melting and then there yeah. was just this yellow creamed corn That's or whatever what came out of his arm. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but it was Special. weird. Mm-hmm. Um, that particular scene mm-hmm. I thought was dumb the way they did it. Mm-hmm. I mean, first off, possessed Cheryl. If you're trying to stop someone from doing what they're doing and you have a fire poker, point it 
downward and shove it through. Don't just beat him with the side piece. Yeah. There's another useless character. (laughs) Or a useless demon, I guess. (laughs) But the whole, I have to use Linda's necklace as a lariat to pull the book so I can throw it into the fire. Literally, the reason that existed is because they were going to do that it's a magnifying glass scene. Yeah. And they decided not to do that because they didn't like it. And then they went, but we spent too much time on this necklace already in the movie. We gotta use it. <laughs> yeah. And that's the best they could come up with. I would have rather them not use it. I would have too. <laughs> I Honestly, I wouldn't have even thought of the necklace later. It would have just been like, okay, it was a necklace to show that he really did care for Linda and loved her. You know, um, and and him using it to break himself out of his trance where he was about to turn was enough using it for me. I agree. Yeah. We didn't need it in the stupid way they use it that like made you go, okay, sure. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Um, I wanted to sing my favorite quote, but I don't remember the melody now. And I'm so disappointed in myself, but my favorite quote is the song a fucking one of the white girls sings i don't know um demon white girls um we're gonna get you we're gonna get you not another peep time to go to sleep oh it has to be in the way that it's delivered though and it is linda and it's so slow while she has the doll makeup on and she's floating sitting Mm cross-legged smiling too wide just like we <laughs> Yeah, uh I think it was the fact that A that she was the little doll, little girl voice creepy thing, but also it's such a like children's rhyme in every way. You know what I mean? Because even that not another peep time to go to sleep is cutesy. It's like that I could imagine that line being in an actual like nursery rhyme or something like that, you know, like in a cute way. I mean, before that, they're saying we're going to get you, but <laughs> still. Um, and I thought that was really good. And honestly, I don't think any of the spoken lines meant anything to me. None of them really stuck with me, but I, th- this, this I'll remember. <laughs> yeah. And they do a remake they did a remake of evil dead that included that song mm-hmm. but they didn't make it adorable and sing-songy they made it threatening and it doesn't work if you make no. it threatening because it's too cheesy exactly it's a nursery rhyme let it be sung in a sweet little voice because that's exactly. what is scary about it that's what's scary about kids in general in scary movies is that they're kids and so this little girl voice works. Yeah. I gotta say, mm-hmm. I love the way it ended, though. After everything, and it's John, and Ash thinks he's made it out alive. Mm-hmm. And he looks at the clock, and it's finally changed. Mm-hmm. And he leaves because everyone is dead, but he can go now. Mm-hmm. And they're playing that little house on the prairie success happiness music. (laughs) Yeah. 
And then the unseen terror catches him, and the last shot is him screaming in terror and trying to brace himself against whatever it was. Yep. It was really good. And I think it's also the music, like we were talking, we've been talking about like that, that happy hurrah, he has made it music. Exactly. And, and, and what you were saying too earlier about like not expecting certain jump scares. I didn't expect that. I didn't jump, but <laughs> I also didn't expect that. I thought I really did think they were just going to end it with he's made it. But it was better that they did throw that in. I mean, it was also like, there will be more, we'll be back, but also, like, just not expecting it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's funny, well, when we talk about these movies that you choose, I feel like I get more from it than when I watch the movies. Yeah. Discussing, mo- discussing movies is important. Everybody find a partner and share. <laughs> exactly you might enjoy the movie more the next time you watch it Mm -hmm. just because somebody else has a different perspective that you didn't think of i changed my final rating as we were talking about it i'm so excited (laughs) you shouldn't but i have (laughs) one more thing to say yes the three actresses of this movie did a web series above about five minute episodes Hmm called dangerous women okay in which they were like pta moms but there was an evil doppelganger of each of them trying to wreck their lives (laughs) and not only do i love that these three actresses are here like 30 40 years later like we should do a web series (laughs) yeah but it's actually pretty good and it's short. So if anybody hasn't seen it and they think it looks good, it's the internet's for. I might have to look into that myself. Or you might have to share it with me and we're going to have to talk about it in or on or off air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. I love when actors like actually get along and then remain friends and then in the future do, even if it's just one little stupid thing that they do, that they do something together, you know, because they love their experience or whatever, even though the experience clearly was fucked up, people got actually hurt, but that's cool. And I actually liked all three of them better in that series than I did in this movie Mm. as humans. Yeah. I think... I think my, this is the first time, at least so far, where my favorite and least favorite character is the same person. Wow. As a human versus as a demon? No, no. Scotty, I hated him at the beginning, and then later when he was being a badass, um, he became my favorite. I didn't care enough about any of the rest of them, including Ash. (laughs) <laughs> the whole thing to have a favorite or at least favorite out of them so scotty was yeah. both because he's the only one that made me care about him or feel anything for him in any way and it went both like love and hate yeah this wasn't ash's movie but linda is a demon was too good for me not to pick her um yeah she was a great uh, demon linda was great um i guess i didn't think about choosing demons as favorites i don't know why I stand by my my answer though. Scotty is both because I'm now looking for those characters and everything in video games, movies, TV shows, in life. 
<laughs> the asshole guy who I hate who turns into the guy that's like, okay, all right, cool. I like you. I like you a lot. <laughs> and this is my life, ladies and gentlemen. But that's a whole other podcast. Would you like to know my final rating? I would love to. It slowly increased, um, not through just this episode, but like I had given it a 35 originally. And then I changed it before we even started talking to a 40. By the end of our recording, it has gone up to a 50 and I'm sticking with it. Okay, I can handle that, but I just want to point out, Mm -hmm. you almost gave this about as low as you gave Terminator That's why, that is why I was like, nope, uh -uh. (laughs) this isn't that bad. This at least made me laugh. Um, And that's, honestly, the rating is based on me laughing at it um and then also which i'm not going to talk about in in length anymore because we have so much already but like the music the shots the like the choices the creative choices that they're that they had made were great but then like the acting isn't good and it's slow moving and it's not really scary and i wanted it kind of to be honestly and so with all of that it's not something i'm going to want to watch again you know so i i can't give my give it anything higher than a 50 wow sorry it's okay <laughs> you don't have to give it higher we'll see what happens next time i gave this a 92 holy fuck <laughs> i think the characters were all kind of flat but what they lacked in charisma they more than made up for with the ambiance and the gore and the action mm-hmm. And I feel like the suspense felt earned. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still not going to watch it again. You can't fucking make me. But (laughs) if what you liked was the comedy, we'll see how it fares next time with Evil Dead 2 starring Bruce Campbell and Sarah Barry. I look forward to it. And in the meantime, guys, check us out on social media. We are on Instagram at Millennials at the Movies. We're on Twitter at Millennials ATM, and my personal Twitter is Ami, that's A-M-I, underscore movies. And mine is cantaloupe underscore eyes, like the fruit. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.